Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the TEG Podcast. This is episode 77 and today is November 2nd, 2017. My name is Johan Forster and joining us again tonight is Ryan. Ryan, how are you doing? Doing pretty well. It's good to have you, man. How was Halloween? That was pretty good. Uh, I took one of my roommate's old costumes, and I think I might have won some money in the costume contest at my school. Oh, nice! <laughs> With something that I put zero effort in. So he, uh, your um, roommate, uh, friend of our mutual friend of ours, he's pretty legendary in the costume creation um, business. He's made some some of the coolest uh, Taiwan-themed um, costumes. He went as did you ever see his high-speed rail? Yeah, I saw a picture of it yesterday. It's amazing. It's ridiculous. It's like, so good. <laughs> yeah, but, and so, but he was on like an article of BuzzFeed you yesterday. Buzzfeed, like, yeah, <laughs> uh, we were joking because uh, some of the uh, he, his his girlfriend uh, they have this you know of course you know the dog because it's you know you basically live with the dog Buster and Buster's been on like the Apple Daily um, Taiwan gossip blog uh, website a few times and someone's like yeah you're addicted to it now you're addicted to the <laughs> to the apple daily news uh, articles <laughs> that smut's going to your head yeah but now he's upgraded he's gone from apple daily to buzzfeed now i don't know if that's really an upgrade <laughs> it's kind of a lateral move <laughs> maybe maybe he's getting bigger audience he's at the he's, very least totally he's getting out there though so but yeah it's pretty See, cool the best thing about that though it was like the article was like these taiwanese children have yeah, these great yeah. costumes and then yeah. You get halfway down and it's a picture of Steve and a dog. <laughs> Steve's pretty much a kid though. <laughs> He's a kid to us all. He's a little brother to us all. <laughs> but we were joking and said, yeah, maybe maybe Buster's the kid. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah, Ryan, that's awesome. I'm glad you're back. Last time we uh, last time you were here, uh, we talked about Destiny. I could want to ask you, how is things in the Destiny camp? How are you kind of feeling about Destiny? Have you been playing it recently? Or? I haven't been playing it recently yeah. because I've been playing my Switch. But, mm. um, and my group back home, like, we are super hardcore. Like, we'll get to Max Light and then we'll just kind of stop and wait for the next content to come uh, out. Okay. But the hype train is back running because they just put out a trailer for the new DLC that That's comes right. out next month. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, the hype train is starting to roll. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's for the new. What's the DLC called? I don't remember the name of it, but it's it's Vex themed and it has to do with Osiris. Ah, yeah, that's it what I saw. It takes place on Mercury. There's hmm. a bunch of new stuff. It's looking like it's going to be the biggest content DLC at the price point that they're putting it out at. It's it. The twenty dollar price point, which is the same price point mm-hmm. as the Crota Raid and uh, okay. the Prison of Alderics was yeah. for Destiny One. And with what they're listing, it seems like it's going to be more. Ah, uh, okay. 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 Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. They I announced that at the Paris Games Week. Conference. And that's coming out December fifth, I think. Oh wow, that's pretty soon. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so We'll see. I yeah, I don't know if uh, how I feel about Destiny at the moment. Like I, since I stopped playing, I don't really miss it that much. But uh, we'll see about a month from now. That's basically a little bit uh, over a month from now. I might maybe in a month from now I'll be like, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm, I'm keen for some Destiny again. You know, so yeah. I do feel like I'm missing a little something. Yeah. I I never beat the Prestige raid. Uh, okay, I really yeah. enjoyed the raid. I had a lot of fun doing yeah. it. But I like my group. They were a little ahead of me. Yeah. And they did the prestige raid. Oh, they did. And then, well, there was more than six of us in our group. Yeah. So they did the prestige raid, and then I was not able to get along, and then gotcha. they kind of just dropped. 
Ah, okay. But then uh, a lot of really nice titles for the Switch came out in the last month, so it yep. kind of filled a void pretty well. Um, I was thinking about this earlier on a separate episode. I want to talk to you uh, maybe in a week or two from now uh, where we talk about the best games on Switch in its first year out or first six, seven months, right? Because there's a lot of like games that I... Because I've been just browsing the eShop trying to see what games... There's so many cool indie titles. It's daunting. It's crazy. <laughs> we'll get back to that on, uh, on another night. Um, uh, if you guys don't know, we are a small podcast uh, based in Taiwan. Uh, we are on iTunes, so go find us there. Just search for the Taiwan English Gamers Podcast. Um, follow us on Twitter at TEG Podcast. We are on Twitch, twitch.tv slash TEG Podcast, facebook.com slash TEG Podcast. And I just checked our subscribers. Um, we we've just got over 380 subscribers, which I think is pretty decent for audio-only podcasts. You know, podcasts don't really go into the YouTube subscriber numbers. If you oh, check on YouTube, yeah, the, the, the um, audience, the YouTube audience mm-hmm. in general is astronomical. So people get into the, you know, 40, 50 thousands, then it's still like nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. But for audio-only podcasts, I think we're doing okay, you know. And we're hitting on the average of 40, 480 downloads per episode. So thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. If you guys have been sharing the episodes or talking to your friends about it, I really appreciate it. Um, but go and like and subscribe to us on uh, on, on all social media and so on. Uh, we really appreciate if you guys do it. Um, Ryan, let's start the show the way we always do, talking about the games we are playing. Um, I'm going to throw it over to you. Other than tonight's big game, what have you been busy with? Um, I just finished Golf Story. Which ah, nice. Is- I guess could get lumped into that nice indie titles for the Switch. Yep. It is a very surprisingly fun game. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, that is... Yeah, okay. Keep going. I want to um, about it later. It's a, like a 16-bit RPG yeah. that instead of like fighting things, you golf. You yeah, little yeah. Little tiny golf challenges. And it's really quirky. Yeah, like yeah. Like all of the courses have their own little shtick to it. Oh, okay. Like one of the courses, there's these like mole rats that like will steal your ball and ah, put it somewhere else. Okay. Another one where there's snow everywhere and mm. like, hitting out of the snow isn't good. And... This will be funny. Um, I'm going to interrupt you for a second <laughs> and say that uh, if you guys and I, I was re- recently talking about on the podcast, kind of like thinking about buying a Switch and you helped me get one uh, and so I also got Golf Story it's the first game I bought in the <laughs> eShop and I played a bit of it too and yeah it is super fun and like you said it it, uh, um, it, it it's such a weird combination of golf RPG you know if you tell someone about that they're like what the hell does that even mean <laughs> that you doesn't know? make any sense but then actually reminds me of on the Game Boy Color there was a Mario Golf that was kind of an RPG oh yeah it's it's it kind of reminds me of that. Yeah, yeah. it's it's very reminiscent of something yeah. like that. But it it also mechanically works really well. Like yeah. it's a fun golf game to play. Yeah, like I, I beat the whole game and yeah. I want to go back and I just want to yeah. play some rounds. Like <laughs> I I gave my uh, wife the one of the Joy Cons and we just played some a few rounds of golf and it was awesome. I loved it. She's like ah it's okay. <laughs> like, you suck. You know you don't know anything. <laughs> but I loved it. It's such a fun game and especially with the Switch popping off the Joy Cons. Because you don't, you only need like two buttons or anything. You need, oh, yeah. you need, you need, you need, you need the analog need aim, stick. You need to be able to like control your distance. Yeah, and exactly. you need the three click. Yeah, that's that's all you need. And it's super fun, super simple. The mechanics are immediately obvious, and it's just a fun little game. Like you said, that I'm I'm looking forward to jumping into the story, uh, but I'll get to that a little bit later. 
Uh, anything else that you can visit with? Um, since it's been Halloween, I get into like a little horror game mode. Mm-hmm. I've been playing the, I guess not new, yeah. but Alien Isolation. Nice. It's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> like I said earlier before we did the recording, I put like an hour of it in. Like this is so good and so atmospheric. I, I feel like I don't have the time to dedicate to it right now because I, I want to play it when I'm like this is all I'm going to be playing for like a couple of days, you know, and because I, I was just kind of dipping my toe into it. I'm like, ah, this is so good. I, I'm going to stop. I'm going to come back to it when I have like a, a craving for something tense, you know, mm-hmm. and I think maybe after all these cutesy, fun little Nintendo Switch games, I might be <laughs> like, yeah, I want to play something gritty, you know, give me, <laughs> give me my aliens, you know, I might jump back into yeah. that. Awesome, man. Um, for myself, I've still been playing Horizon, and I am so close to the end right now. I've been pushing hard. This weekend was kind of a, you know, it wasn't much going on this weekend for us, so I was just at home a lot, and I put in quite a bit of hours. And every time I think I'm so close to the end, there's like a, another little quest line, you know? and then I got to the part part where they tell you this is the point of no return. Once you get in here, that this is it. You're gonna. It's it's a straight way to the end so I went back and I'm like ah, you know what this is part of the map that I haven't uncovered yet I'm gonna go see what's there and, you know before I know it was like another eight hours later I'm like I'm doing a bunch of side quests and I discovered this one kind of creature that I've never seen before so I was trying to figure out how to take this thing down and did some more upgrades and then I, then I was like okay now I'm ready to go unlock the last part. And then even before that happens, oh, another little side quest. Anyway, I'm in the last stretch of the game and uh, I should be able to finish it this week if I can pull myself away from playing Switch games. (laughs) (laughs) Could actually boot my PS4 and then that will happen. Um, And then, yeah, and yeah, like I said, I've got got Golf Story as well, but I've only actually played the, 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 the little short little you know, nine holes. I haven't actually gone into the story yet. Okay. Yeah, so I intend on doing that. Um, I want to tell you the little story about the, the, the switch that you helped me get. So, um, like I said earlier, I was going to just wait for the Taiwanese release because the Taiwanese release is December 2nd or whatever. So it's a month from now. I'm like, you know, I really want to play Mario. But the Taiwanese, official Taiwanese release is going to be beginning of December and it's going to be way cheaper. And then I start chatting to a friend of mine. He's like, "Listen, there's a guy on on Rutin, which is Rutin is like Taiwan's eBay kind mm-hmm. of, you know, um, classifieds." And and so he's like, "Someone's selling a switch there for about the same price as what the Taiwanese one's going to be." I'm like, "That's awesome! If I can buy the the, the uh, that one, you know, I'm not really saving anything waiting, so I can might as well get it now, and I can get Mario and start playing Mario this week." Yeah. And so that hype train, that hype in my mind is like, okay, I can get a Switch, I can get a Switch. And I'm like, buying this thing, I'm on online, I'm doing the ordering process, and I'm contacting the seller, and um, it takes a while to get back to me, right? And I got as far as getting his um, account details, because he, he doesn't do, some sellers don't do like a 7-Eleven um, pay a uh, cash and delivery kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know. Some sellers you have to contact directly and you pay them. And he sent me his his um, contact de- or his uh, banking details. And he said, please pay as soon as I can. I'm like, all right, you know, I can do this. And right then is when you messaged me like, hey, you know, <laughs> my friend is, you know, or my, or my coworkers selling one. I'm like, this, I could probably save a day. I could probably get a switch a day earlier by just getting Calvin's, you know, mm-hmm. your friend's accounts. 
And I'm like, all right, cool. I feel kind of bad because I went, I've been contacting this guy and chatting with him almost all day. And like, yeah, yeah, sorry, dude. Uh, I'm just going to buy my friend's Switch instead. Thanks. Um, He doesn't reply to me, right? The next morning, the day I was going to go pick up Calvin's um, Switch, I get a a message and an email, both a text message and an email from Rutan, the website, saying that the, the account that I've been dealing with has been suspended for suspicious activity and <laughs> I should stop all transactions with this account or and please don't I'm like whoo dodged a bullet there because I was like the guy was like hey please um, do the transfer as soon as possible I thought like I could get up now get on my scooter and go to 7 and pay it. it the thought crossed my mind so you actually saved me a bunch of money <laughs> and I got my Switch a lot early, uh, earlier. So, yeah, anyway, long story short, I got the Switch from Cal and I'm, I'm super ha- that, uh, happy I got it. And I went and bought Mario Odyssey, which is the game we're going to be talking about tonight, Super Mario Odyssey. Um, before we start that, uh, Paris Games Week is happening at the moment. And did you see The Last of Us's new trailer? Did you oh, watch that? I have. It looks. It looks pretty. Speaking of dark, it yeah. looks real dark. It's pretty. It's no mentions or anything of Ellie or anything. You don't see her. Uh, it's a kind of a new characters and other people. It gives you kind of a just a brief glimpse in some of the kind of faction wars happening at the same time. And obviously Ellie may. She's probably connected to one of these two factions. Anyway, if you guys haven't seen it. Go look at the Paris Games Week's um, um, new no- uh, new Last of Us 2 trailer. It's pretty intense. Uh, a few other games have been also been announced. One that um, I totally didn't expect is um, Spelunky 2. Did you play the original Spelunky? It's really difficult. It's a lot of fun. It's, and it's one of those games, it's a couch co-op where you end up wanting to punch your friend. Yeah. Because they end up killing you somehow yeah. and then they steal your lives. And I would almost say <laughs> don't play it co-op if you value your friendship. <laughs> that is very much a solo experience for me. But I, I spent so much... I, I think my Vita was... A, a spelunky machine for like the longest time because mm-hmm. that's it's it's almost mm-hmm. a perfect um, fit for for the Vita. Um, but anyway, Spelunky Two has been announced. I guess that's coming out on all consoles too. Because Spelunky, the first one, yeah. went on PC and pretty much every. Yeah, I feel like it would, Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it'll eventually get released everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And and that'll be a perfect one for Switch as well. So oh yeah. I'll be, I'll be um, getting on that. Yeah. So that's been announced. Another one, and I'm trying to remember the name exactly. I think it's called The Ghost of Tsushima from Sucker Punch, the guys who made the infamous games. Did you ever play the infamous games? I played the first and the second ones. Yes, yeah, same here. I played the, the, the second game. one didn't really do it for me. Yeah. I thought the second one was pretty good. I, I think it did everything better than the first one did, but I liked the original Cole better. Oh, because they, yeah. they, he was a. Uh, Bit more of an asshole, kind of like he wasn't <laughs> nice. The second one, they kind of tried to clean him up a little bit you more. Hear him up a little more. Yeah, exactly. And I felt like it lost. He lost some of his grittiness. But uh, yeah, so this is Sucker Punch's new game. Um, they they talk about open world game. It was just a, it's a cinematic trailer, but it set up this, the 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 atmosphere really well. It looks gritty. It looks really cool. And thinking. I don't think we there is a open world kind of samurai feudal Japan game that I can think of. 
Can you think of any game that kind of sit in... Uh, the closest thing I can think of is like Neo, but that's not even open world. Yeah, that's almost like a Dark Souls it kind is, of thing. Yeah, it's more a Dark Souls. So I'm pretty excited about that. It's probably one of the most interesting um, surprises coming out of Paris Games Week. Um, so yeah, Sony had a lot of interesting announcements. Um, uh, IGN has got a great article, nine games missing from... Oh, not nine games missing. Um, <laughs> Anyway, they have some articles about Paris Games Week that are totally worth checking out. Um, but go check it out, the, the, the trailer for The Ghost of Tsushima um, from Sucker Punch. That's really, really exciting. So, um, another thing I want to talk to you about, Ryan, is uh, um, coming back to Nintendo's side, uh, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp um, is, is sort of out. It's out in Australia at the moment. Do you know anything about it? I don't know anything about it. So, did you play any of the Animal Crossing games before? I mean, of course. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, the, this is the mobile game. It's This is one of Nintendo's huh. uh, mobile, it's like the third or fourth official mobile game. What was it? We had Mitomo, um, the Fire Emblem game, Mario Run, and now I think this is officially the fourth Okay. Nintendo mobile game. It's called Animal po uh, Crossing Pocket Camp. Coming out officially in November worldwide, but they kind of had a test release in Australia. I don't know why they do that. Why do they do test releases in Australia? I don't know what, what's the idea of that. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure. I, I believe they did that with uh, Pokemon Go as well. I think Niantic did a test release in Australia or somewhere. Mm. Like uh, Anyway. Good on them, Australians are getting this game early, but uh, <laughs> I'm definitely going to be I'm, I'm anticipating it and I've been checking out the Play Store every day to see if it's um, uh, live um, here on the, in Taiwan. Uh, I guess I could just download the APK and play it. It's free to play, so mm -hmm. you're not really pirating, you know. Um, I heard it has microtransactions, but they do a pretty good job of uh, you being able to earn in-game things. And uh, But anyway, I'm not going to talk too much about it, but if you're a fan of Animal Crossing, which I am a huge fan of, go check out Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. It should be out in... Uh, Worldwide, pretty soon. They okay. haven't like given a, a specific date yet, so it just the Wikipedia page says worldwide November 2017. So hopefully it's not too long. Speaking of Nintendo, yesterday November 1st is Super Mario Galaxy's 10th anniversary. Can you believe it's been 10 years since Galaxy launched? Um, <laughs> I can because I got it the day it came out. Um, oh really? Yeah. Um, yeah, I just recently got a Wii. And I got it right when it came out. How how long into the Louise lifespan was that? That was pretty early, right? Um, I don't remember exactly when the Wii came out. Mm. But I had had a PS3, or no, I had an Xbox 360. Mm. And things were kind of on the rocks with a girlfriend at the time. Oh, yeah. So I was like, I should get a Wii. We can play games together yeah. on the Wii. <laughs> and then she broke up with me anyway. It was sad. But uh, You still had the Wii, though. <laughs> I did have the Wii. And then I ended up later trading the Wii oh. for a PS3. Oh, okay. Nice, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Wii had, a, like a lot of Nintendo's consoles, had a couple of great solid releases and afterwards it was kind of a lot of um, yeah i mean i did miss out on a few things yeah. but super mario galaxy was great yeah i never did you, did you finish it yeah okay i never finished it i think i played and then i played the second one also that was back in the day when i kind of i didn't care about piracy so i just i had a modded um Wii and uh, I just downloaded the ISO for <laughs> Mario Galaxy and I played I think about halfway into it I really enjoyed it but I mean at that point I was I was playing so many other games I never finished it but it was 
such a big step up from any other Mario game before it. Um, Sunshine was great, but it wasn't such a huge departure from 64. Oh, yeah. 64 was, you know, an enormous game in terms of like just pushing forward what we what 3d games mean so uh, the expectations for Gallic for sunshine was so enormous that when it came out it was just kind of a nicer looking um, 64 and it had some interesting ideas but overall it was kind of underwhelming uh, even though I have a, had a fantastic time playing sunshine I think yeah, it's, yeah. I mean it's one of my favorite one sunshine is great yes yeah. It's not reinventing the wheel, yeah. but they they took what worked and they, I mean, I don't think there's ever been a bad Mario game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Nintendo really doesn't make yeah. core games in their like yeah. main core franchises. Exactly, yeah. Like they've they've done some stuff that's kind of flopped hard. Yeah. Like, like sadly, as it, yeah. fun as the little kitschy games are, one, two, switch yeah. is not great. Yeah. <laughs> It, it was something to hold you over in the beginning, you know? Yeah. It's a typical, that's a typical, like, first, like, a launch kind of game, It you should know? have been bundled with the Switch, though. That's the Kind of like thing. Wii Sports was. Yeah. And I wonder if the development in that was kind of meant for it to be uh, a bundled game. And then maybe in the end they kind of said, well, we could probably charge for this. I don't know exactly what the thought process was, but I yeah, mean, I, hear what I, I paid for it. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they hooked me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it's a great... It's a great showcase for what the Switch could do. You oh, know? yeah. It had all the... Um, all the motion controls the and... HD yeah. rumble, you know. So, the, yeah, back the to... rumble is ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's really good. It puts to shame every other rumble that you've... If you, like, take a PS... When I take my PS4 controller now, I'm like... The rumble just sounds... Feels so bland. It oh, yeah. So, uh, I'm, it doesn't, like... With a with the switch like holding in my hand, that the rumble is literally has so many different definitions of rumble, you know. Yeah, there's there's one mini game in one two switch. It's I forget the, the title of it, but essentially you have a little wooden box. That's oh full of yeah, marbles, I played that. Yeah, and you kind of have to like tilt it back and forth. And exactly. You can there's six marbles in this you can, box. You, like, can, you totally can feel it. it. Like, yeah, it's there are six marbles inside my controller for some reason. And I was totally skeptical about this HD ROM. I was like, oh, this is another PR thing, you know, another sales speak, you know. But it totally is. It's a, it's a, something that no, you haven't, you haven't experienced it until you have. It. And like, okay, this is pretty amazing. It's a pretty nice little feature. I'd like to see more games make use of it. But anyway, back to Mario. Um, Ryan, we're talking about our main. Uh, topic for tonight is talking about Super Mario Odyssey. Um, like I said, I wasn't going to buy a Switch, but the hype for Mario was too strong, the reception <laughs> was too great, and I caved and I got a Switch too. Um, how has your experience been with Mario so far? It's great. Yeah. It's... At times I've had to fight the camera, which yeah. kind of bothers me, but other than that, um, it, it functions well. It's, yeah. It's smooth. It's... It's yeah. Mario. One thing that I uh, chatted to you and I said to you uh, in my first maybe hour or hour and a half, I wasn't extremely surprised by what I found in, in Super Mario Odyssey. I didn't feel like it was like, oh, this monumental shift and, you know, really pushing 3D games again in a, in a new direction. But um, it just feels good to play. And, you know, you once you play a new Mario game and it's been a while, you're like, ah, oh, it's... It's good to be home, you know. It, it oh, has yeah. such a, it, it's such a responsive and fun game, and it's whimsical, and it is just like 
uh, it just it you have to be a heartless person not to smile your ass off playing that game, <laughs> playing Mario games. It's just so much fun, you know. And uh, that's my um, my initial impressions of it. But the more I play, the more I see um, some of the smart level design. And oh. uh, yeah, so. Uh, how many moons are you in at the moment? Like, do you remember? I, I want to say I'm around 110. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. Um, I'm going to play through the story and then go back and get okay, the rest yeah. of the moons because there's, there's hundreds of them. I don't yes, know how many tons. there are, but yeah. I have completely stayed away from any sort of strategy guide or any same, sort yeah. of yeah. anything. Like, I'm trying to stay completely blind. I did the same with Breath of the Wild and mm-hmm. it benefited me greatly. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, this is a game that you want to explore and this is one of the best things that i can say off the bat the game rewards exploration so much i get, I get so tired of a game and recently i've been playing uh, um, or last month because of halloween i was playing a lot of evil within and you know for a survival horror game you want to be exploring and then finding all oh, the secret cache of of like uh, bullets or whatever or ammo but a lot of time the game just doesn't and many other games do the same thing you're thinking I'm going to go off the beaten path and find a little extra something and they don't reward you with something and you're like oh well I just wasted time with here every time you go to something and you kind of experiment to something you're reward with like mm-hmm. a moon you're like oh that's awesome like I one example was I was running around this one area and it didn't have any specific, um, you know, particular feature there was just this rock and I, I saw Mario picked up the rock and then I kicked the rock and I ran around kicking the rock a little bit and I saw the rock started breaking. And eventually the rock broke and a moon came out. I'm like, what? That's cool, you know? Totally unexpected, but it like rewards you by doing pretty much anything. You know, there's a little moon hidden pretty much everywhere. But I do feel like, and this is something I had to get used to, is they reward you. They are so, because there are so many moons, it's not like the, 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 the satisfaction kind of... Huh, how can I explain this? Like maybe in Mario 64 when you get the coins, what's the big collectible you get in Mario 64? It's been so long. Um, you after each boss battle or whatever you get a, I don't know what. But anyway, it's like it's like the shines. Yeah, it's like the shines in sunshine or whatever. Um, here the moons are quite you get them quite often you know and I felt like oh this tons is, of moons. that was so easy well, I didn't almost do anything I, I feel know? like the big collectibles in this game is like yeah. buying all the outfits I think so and, like too, the statues yeah. and yeah. whatnot but I think it kind of benefits because you uh, you know the game more because you're you like I said you're being rewarded by with moons all the time you know you don't have to you don't always have to defeat a boss to do this crazy thing to get a moon but there are so many so you're always finding them you know and there's so many different ways of finding them yeah um, another thing I've actually noticed and uh, once you go back to levels you already explored things change a little bit there's a there's always a few extra things that I didn't see the first time around. Like I was the last one I was in, I was in the industrial garden. I forgot what it was called, like this industrial kind of area that had the flowers and you had the flower flower boss on the end. Um, the second t- once I went through the uh, the game almost at to way the end, um, very close to where I fought the boss. When I came back to the starting point, there were these little tanks, and so the game kind of throws a few extra elements into the beginning parts of the game, uh, beginning parts of the level that weren't there initially. So I feel like every time you go back, the the, the, the levels are also a little bit different, which is pretty cool. I think mm-hmm. it's a nice little, um, they throw a few extra elements in like, oh, 
this is how I'm supposed to get to that spot by, you know, um, of course the new mechanic in Mario Odyssey is the position mechanic or your you're capturing the creatures and whatnot with yeah. your throwing your cap. Cappy. Yeah, Cappy, throwing Cappy <laughs> at it. Uh, uh, have you been surprised by the things that you can actually possess? Yeah, like you can possess fireballs yeah, in one of the worlds. You can, yeah. I was confused. I was like, I don't know what to do. There's yeah, these yeah, fireballs yeah. that keep hitting me and I can't jump over there. Yeah. What do I do? Yeah. Put us the fireball. Like, yeah, that's okay. pretty cool. Like, there's a lot of experimentation. <laughs> like, you can... Uh, uh, every time I possess something, I try and see w how far I can get with this thing that I possessed now. Because you throw the cap on it and you become this little thing. Like, as a Goomba. You throw a Goomba and you become the Goomba. And then it gives you little hints of, okay, you can dash by holding Y. Or you can do this by doing this, right? Uh, and I always try and see how far I can go with the thing that I possess and almost every time I end up getting a moon which is pretty cool like they they really uh, um, reward not just exploration but also experimentation which is so cool you know um, I got to the part where because one thing that the Goombas do they stack this time and so I got to an area where there were a bunch of Goombas and I possessed the one Goomba and I started stacking you know and they have these little areas in the map that are just the right height so you can build your stack until you have the highest stack of Goombas and then you get to a spot and there's this little lady Goomba and she falls in love and then she gives you a, a moon you know it's so silly but so much <laughs> fun and it makes me want to go back to levels and see what I can come up with next you know um, you talked about the camera thing. How has that kind of bothered you? Um, there are points where you like hang on ledges and yeah. like wander around ledges around corners. Yeah. And sometimes the camera doesn't turn correctly, and then what is like left uh, then becomes down, and oh, you I just dropped you out of your depth. Yeah. Also, um, there's like a food world. I don't know if you've been uh, to this I've one. I've been there now. There's like these corner of the cobs that roll in like lava basically. Oh, uh, okay. And you'll be like rolling around and the camera will turn and like you're suddenly you can't see where the lava is. Oh, uh, I see kills what you. you mean, yeah. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I, I feel like it's probably me. Yeah. There's something I'm doing that's wrong, <laughs> but it's frustrating me. Yeah, it, there's a, um, because of the game, you know, these 3D platformers play, I mean, in, in the Mario games, they've always been phenomenal with doing this. They, they play with 3D space in such an interesting way that, you know, um, there's a one area, for example, where you possess a flying Goomba, and, and now you are, now you have a, quite a lot of freedom within this specific area. And then you're flying under things and up in, and suddenly, um, you have to deal with so much extra verticality and I think the camera just can't always <laughs> keep up with yeah. the crazy stuff that you're supposed to do, you know? Um, how about the bosses? How have you found the bosses yet? Um, so far? For the most part, they're really intuitive. Mm. Like, it's it's always the way Mario's been. Yeah. They, they always, like, they don't say, hit this thing, yeah, but it's yeah. always, you need to hit this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and if you're particularly having a problem, Cappy will just be like, hey, idiot, try this. <laughs> <laughs> it, gives you, it gives you a few minutes and like, yeah, you struggle. Yeah, let's let's help the sucker out. <laughs> um, have you found any boss that particularly difficult? I found like all the bosses so far have been pretty easy. And I think maybe that's a, 
maybe kind of a, a negative for me so far that the there challenge was, hasn't been there was one boss where I knew what to do yeah but um accomplishing that thing mechanically was pretty difficult oh, okay 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 um it was in the, the pirate world oh, okay, that one yet. Internet, no. um yeah I, I'll, I'll leave that okay yes spoiler free <laughs> yeah but I mechanically had problems with that boss based oh, on I how see. you had to fight him oh, okay yeah um one thing speaking of mechanics the game in the beginning tells you there are a couple of control schemes supported. How are you playing Mario Galaxy? Detached Joy-Cons. Oh, okay, you detach them. Oh, yeah. interesting. Because yeah. it, you get the most out of being able to throw Cappy with the detached oh, Joy-Cons. okay. I started playing that way and then I just put them in the grip because I'm lazy and I just like, I just want to hold the controller, mm -hmm. you know? But yeah, I think maybe there are some of the... The one thing I found that's more difficult to do is the spinning cap around you. Uh, without um, or with the uh, joy cons in the grip, because you just tilt them both in the same in the same direction, mm -hmm. and he does a spinning cap around him. And there was a boss that I had to do where you had to clear a bunch of goo on the floor with a cap, yeah. and that was really hard with the joy cons in the grip. So that's the only time I, just, I took out the, 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 the joy cons, and then I played the boss again, and then it was way better, way easier. Um, I wonder how Pro Controller would, would work with this. Um, I, I played a little bit with the Pro Controller yeah. and then I switched to the detached Joy-Cons. Okay. I think that's the way to play the game. Okay, interesting. In my opinion. Yeah, like, yeah. Because a lot of the, the various cap throwing mechanics yeah. are very uh, motion oriented. Yeah. I was There's still some yeah. that are kind of difficult to do. Yeah. Like I have trouble doing the upward one. Uh, Sometimes okay. when I go to do the, the upward throw, he does the downward throw instead. Oh, I, it's probably yeah. how I'm tilting the controller while I'm picking them up. But. Mm. I'm always kind of wary of, um, you know, motion controls. I think we've been so burnt by playing crappy Wii games that you're like, you know, I'm just done with bad motion controls. So as far as I can, I would not use motion controls <laughs> but I feel like this the game gives you so many options to play that even if you have it in the in the attached both of the Joy-Cons in the grip you can still do some of the, the motion mm -hmm. controls like the the overhead throw the cap you can still shake the control and does that and shaking to climb things quicker you know uh, and a lot of the things I found myself just doing without even thinking about it because it's so intuitive mm -hmm. so I, yeah, guess it, I think Nintendo does a good job of making their control their um, motion controls easy and intuitive to use. Yeah, I feel at this point it, it, it's tasteful. Yeah, it used to be kind of gratuitous. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. unnecessary. Yeah, like oh, we can do this motion control stuff now. Let's, Let's do, do everything. Everything. Uh, everything. Everything. Yeah. Zelda, just swing your sword with the Wiimote. Yeah, yeah that'll work. That's so bad, man. I wish they would have like a um, a Twilight Princess remaster and put that on the Switch with just like standard controls. You know. I think that would be the best. I mean, that's basically what the GameCube version of Twilight Princess was, you know. Or even what's the one Skyward Sword? I never yeah. played Skyward yeah, Sword. Yeah, me too. I, and I, it looked so cool. I like the the look of it. It had a kind of a pastel kind yeah, of. It's um, one of the only sword. Zelda games I never played. Same here. I think that's the, the case for a lot of people because it came out kind of out on the, the tail end of the Wii's lifespan, as a lot of Zelda titles do, you know. Um, Breath of the Wild included, you know, which was yeah. the Wii U and Switch version um, game. Um, what else did I want to talk about? Yeah, so the, I think, I guess my, maybe, I don't want to say it's a negative for me, but I feel like it's been 
pretty easy. Like I haven't hit a wall and I get, I'm gonna have to come back until I'm better at this and try. Mm -hmm. Most of the challenges have been, you know, not very challenging. Uh, it's more like figuring out where to go rather than how to do it for most of the time. Yeah, um, I feel like a, most of the Mario games are kind of like that mm -hmm. though, minus the old side-scrolling platformers. That's what I'm gonna say, yeah. The, the new Super Mario Brothers Wii and the uh, new Super Mario Brothers on, on the, the DS they were rock hard. They were super yeah. difficult. I mean, yeah. side-scrolling Mario has always been yeah. pretty unforgiving. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I guess... Because I haven't actually played, a, like I said, a, a 3D Mario in such a long time that I kind of forgot they were a little bit more forgiving. Even Mario 64 wasn't particularly difficult, you know. Um, but overall, how do you feel about the game? I mean, is there... You know, I, I, I always kind of throw this off kind of in midway or to the end of the talking about a topic. Like, is there anything you feel like you'd, they'd want you'd want them to change or add to the game so far? Um, I would say no so far. Mm. Um, How about putting in Luigi in the game? Where the hell is Luigi? I mean, Luigi's always doing his own thing. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll get Switch Luigi's Mansion 2 or something. That could be it, yeah. <laughs> I wanted, that I, I, I didn't actually occur to me there. I'm like, uh, one of my students had a, had a Mario and Luigi shirt on. I'm like, hell, where's, where's Luigi? You know, put Luigi in the game. Come on, you know. <laughs> Uh, fun, fun thing is I, I we talked about my, my wife's not a gamer at all you know she'll jump into the occasional game every now and again but the topic of Mario came up and she's like Mario and what's the other guy's name George right like, <laughs> George <laughs> so now we always talk about Super Mario and George <laughs> I was like no that's Peppa Pig, <laughs> Peppa Pig and George. Super Mario and Luigi <laughs> <laughs> George is not even close to Italian, <laughs> but good, but 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 uh, a for effort. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, it's kind of hard. Would you would you recommend people going out to buy Switch just for Mario, like like a sucker I was? <laughs> um, I wouldn't buy it just for Mario, but there's yeah. some damn good titles on the Switch. They've yeah. had a really good year. Yeah, I think so too. Like yeah. if you put in Breath of the Wild, mm. the Mario Kart Deluxe, if you don't have a Wii U. Yeah. And Mario, like those three yeah. games might make it worth it. Here's a question for you. Now that, I mean, this is six months into the Wii's life, uh, the Switch's lifespan, we already have a Zelda. We already have a Mario Kart. We already have a Mario. What else? Smash Bros? We need Smash Bros. Okay. Uh, we need a standalone Pokemon game. Okay. Those are probably the two biggest ones. I mean, Metroid is announced. Yeah, but who knows when? That's probably gonna be still a while. Yeah, uh, Yoshi's announced. There's a standalone Yoshi. Really? Which, which they Yoshi? announced at E3. It's really? supposed to come out next year, I do believe. Ah, okay. Because I was kind of worried. Because I was thinking, I, I was, you know, so so excited about Mario, and like I'm like, now is the right time for me personally. Because I always said when Mario comes out, I'll get a Switch. And uh, um, but I'm like. The more I thought about it, like, holy, holy crap, we already have Mario Kart, we already have Zelda, we already have Mario. What else is there going to be? What's going to happen next year? But you're totally right. I don't think our Yoshi's a new Yoshi game. Quite and also, too, that Mario Kart 8 is a Wii U title. Yeah. Like, they might come out with a Mario Kart 9. Do you think so? On the same system? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, we even, also... Even, even Zelda. Yeah, we, we could have... Let's see, we could have more Mario Party. That's coming. I read something about that. There, there's a Mario Party collection coming out for the 3DS. 
Oh, it's like exactly the hundred best mini games. Okay, or something. that's I I misread. I thought um, that was a Switch game. Yeah. So yeah, those are coming out. Um, let's see, what else could we use? You know what I'm looking forward to, and I really hope they get Retro Studios to work on it. And is the next Donkey Kong Country that I want to oh, play? Man, that yeah. would be pretty good. Because I missed out on Tropical Freeze. I did not play Trop. I play I played the the first. Uh, Wii game, what is it called? Uh, Donkey Kong Country, I forgot. But the first, I played quite a bit of that. Um, but I wanna, the Switch would be perfect. So perfect for a Donkey mm -hmm. Kong game. Especially like doing co-op, yeah. I also, I picked up the Jackbox Party Packs 4 for the Switch. Oh, okay, I felt like that was a, a decent platform for it. Because I don't think if I go that, to yeah. a friend's house to play, it's yeah. much easier to lug that around than anything else I have. That's true, like, yeah. The dock and everything fits in a case that's like smaller, that yeah. can fit in my backpack. Like, yeah, and you don't really, I mean, the screen is only... You don't really need to play it on a TV. You just, you need, yeah. a, you need the audio. You probably have to hook up a little speaker or something mm -hmm. to it, yeah. Because you the, the audio is super important to the Jackbox games. But as far as like, you just need to be able to read what it says there. So it's not a, a yeah, actually think about it. Because I saw Party Pack 4 came out. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna buy it. But it think is, about getting it on, on it's Switch. It's a treat, it's, yeah. it's a good new bunch of games. Uh, <laughs> we're going totally off topic, but while, but while we are on the Jackbox thing, I only played the, the t-shirt game, TKO, from Party Pack 3, uh -huh. uh, for, the other, for the first time the other night. And I loved it, and I thought, a lot of people say it sucks. A lot of them say it's the worst one. Did you play that one before? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, you do draw a t-shirt. It gets uh, and then it, it you instantly slogans. gets offensive. Yeah, Just yeah. straight offensiveness. That's the best way to play it. <laughs> it's like pictures of like people getting burned. Yeah, like, but then just you like mutilated people. You said I didn't draw it, that. You just <laughs> told him like, who drew that? It's horrible. Like, I don't know. Damn, shame on you, whoever did that. The best part about it is like you can buy the t-shirts. Yeah, the end. that's true. It's <laughs> Such a smart thing. Um, uh, anyway, we're totally off topic. Anyway, uh, so back to Mario for a moment. Um, do you think this is your contender, your personal contender for Game of the Year? Um, How does it stack up with Breath of the Wild? I, I, I think it's too early for me to tell. I okay. haven't beaten Mario yet. Okay. But I would say as of right now, I think Breath of the Wild might be the Game of the Year for me. Okay, interesting. Okay. Um, Mostly because of the groundbreaking things that Breath of the Wild has done. Mm. Super Mario Odyssey is a great game. Yeah. It's a perfect Mario game, mm. but they didn't they didn't do anything groundbreaking or reinvent the wheel. Okay. They they took this the formula that works and added in a little bit new mechanic to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it made a polished game. Like Mario always just works. It it works, it's always fun, it's it's safe. Yeah, exactly. Breath of the Wild, they took kind of a gamble. Yeah. Like, it was a, they could have flopped. <laughs> huge departure from the anything else they've ever Zelda. done. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Which shows some balls yeah. on Nintendo's part. I think there. they also needed to do that with Zelda. I think Zelda, of all the franchises, needed uh, literally a breath of fresh air. <laughs> they, they needed to without, sorry for the horrible puns, but they needed to inject some new life into the, I think especially after, you know, we had Twilight Princess, 
which was generally well received and then Skyward Sword which was like I said kind of an odd one out you know so they needed something radically different from from what they've done before and it seems like the gamble paid off mm -hmm. um, anyway uh, let's go over to the reception for a moment here a lot of tens out of ten for a Mario Odyssey which is crazy I'm gonna go over to uh, Metacritic here sitting at a really healthy 97 on Metacritic at the moment. Um, a bunch of uh, outlets gave it a full score. IGN, GameSpot, GamesRadar, and Giant Bomber, uh, to name a few, all 10 out of 10, 100%. Um, obviously, that doesn't mean, I mean, people like to say, well, if it's, if it's 100%, it must be a perfect game, and this game obviously isn't perfect, blah, blah, blah. But, it doesn't mean it's a perfect game. A 10 out of 10 means it is the best that the game could be, you know? Oh, yeah. And it's also, you know, you know, in, in this moment, one of the best games at the moment. It, it doesn't do anything significantly wrong, you know? Um, so 10 out of 10, I'm gonna just quickly scroll down here and uh, read a few uh, uh, quotes from um, some of the sites here. Games Radar said Super Mario Odyssey successfully brings the series up to date and opens it up to a new audience while still retaining every ounce of its nostalgia and retro charms. IGN also 10 out of 10. Mario games have been around for almost as long as the game consoles have been a thing, but thankfully he's always evolving. We rarely get the same Mario twice. Super Mario Odyssey delivers on that ongoing promise of originality and innovation. He distills the vulnerable series joyful uh what joyful irreverent, irreverent world with i can read text this small <laughs> joyful irreverent world and characters and the best best in class platforming action and reduces uh, introduces a steady uh, stream of new and unexpected mechanics it's all spun it's all spun together into a generational masterpiece so really really high praise from the critics and i think that may have caused me to go on by by switch because like, I'm like okay IGN gave it a 10 but pff, IGN and I started reading more reviews and people are freaking out I'm like okay this is I think I think I can't I have to go buy this one <laughs> so anyway um, extremely positive reception I think the lowest score on here on Metacritic at the moment of course you know other ones as is 75 from play exclamation mark design that website that we all love. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Plagues, they give it a 75%. Uh, everything else is 80% or upwards. Um, yeah, a, a lot of 90s, a lot of 95s, 98s, and then a couple of 10 out of 10s, 100% from, um, like I said, GameSpot and GamesRadar and those guys. So yeah, really good reception. Uh, I think if you're a Mario fan, you just probably want to get, I think also now, six months in, six months into the Switch's um, lifespan, um, it's a good time to get one. And good news actually, I was kind of worried about stock, because this game's been getting so such good releases. I think all the stores got a lot of stock, because I went, what's that, like four days after the game came out? Um, I just walked into the, star, the, the, the store close to Nova in Shinju mm -hmm. and they had like a box full of them still. Huh. So there was definitely not a shortage of, of coffee. <laughs> so if you're worried about being sold out, no, they're, you, they're pretty easy to find. So um, I don't know what, it's weird. I don't think it's a bad seller. I just think maybe, maybe people are holding out for the Taiwanese release of the Switch 
Um, and then getting them. Yeah, so. I, I feel like there aren't that many switches in Taiwan yet. Maybe, yeah, that's true. Because uh, I've brought it on the HSR before, yeah. and people have looked at me like, "What the fuck what is does this that? guy have? Yeah. Like, what is that?" It <laughs> is still six six months in though. But I have some students who said, "Oh, they got a switch at home." I'm like, "Oh, they're cool." You know, one of my kids like, "Yeah, they got Mario this week." I'm like, "Ah." I hate you. I also want it. I want it. Yeah, I also love it. Come on. <laughs> anyway, um, Ryan, I think that's a good jumping off point. Uh, I want to ask you one last thing. Is there any other games for the Switch coming out this year that you're looking forward to? Is there anything else um, on the horizon? This year? Pretty close. Not really. No big releases. There's a lot of smaller games coming out that uh, that's, that's pretty interesting. Uh, they, they had what's it called? Uh, Nindies, the uh, what was that? Uh, a while ago, they had the Nindies, which is kind of Nintendo's uh, indie showcase, and a couple of games of those um, are out. It's not, but not all of them, uh, but they all look great. So I'm, I'm definitely going to be checking. I think this might be my indie console in addition to the big um, Nintendo first-party games. I feel like it's the perfect place to play those retro kind of games. Yeah, for the most of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, Golf Story and Stardew Valley perform perfectly. Yeah, on the exactly. It's just like... It's like awesome, it, yeah. yeah, like Star... Yeah. I mean, Cave Story too. Cave yeah. Story is another great title. And Spelunky, I'll hold off for the Switch. Yeah. There's a lot of games now I'm looking at being like, like this looks good, but ooh, I'm going to wait for the Switch. All the 16-bit graphic stuff, yeah. Switch. It's perfect, Prime. yeah. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed I didn't wait and got Sonic... Uh, Sonic Mania on the Switch. I think that's also another one. I have it for yeah. the Switch. Brilliant. Because uh, <laughs> I got it on the PS4. I haven't finished it yet, but it's, it's so good. But that would be perfect because I'd love to play it on TV and pull out pull out the Switch and go to the line bed and play some more uh, Sonic. Imagine Sonic, the best Sonic we've had in a long time and the best Mario we've had in a long time on the same console. So my mind can't process that. It's crazy. <laughs> Does not compute. <laughs> Anyway, uh, thank you guys for checking out another podcast episode. I really appreciate you guys checking in and sharing this with your friends. Um, thank you. Thanks to my um, guest again, Ryan, for coming into the studio. I really appreciate it, man. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. We'll be back again, hopefully next week. But until then, happy gaming. Have a good night and see you again on the next episode of the TEG Podcast. Bye-bye. <laughs>